0: This Wednesday, August the 9th, MLB Betting Picks edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is by, brought to you by our pr- Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL Win Totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. roster are brought to you by Parlay Play. Parlay Play is a lead pipe locking for parlaying player props. Go to parlayplay.io and use promo code SGP for a 100% deposit bonus today. Welcome everyone to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is... Tuesday, August the eighth. Currently, five oh six on the East Coast. Here to handicap the betting card for the Wednesday schedule on the Diamond, and joining me to help me break it all down, I got my guys here with me. First off, you guys know him as a voice of the NBA Gambling Podcast, and he's also making his appearances on the College Experience. It's Lante Smith. Lante, how you doing, my man? I hey man, doing good. Uh, hopefully we can get in uh, to the right side of a few of these games. Starting off
1: with a good week. Uh, first few days of the on the base has been pretty good, so hoping we can keep it
0: going. Yeah, pretty good start to the week, um, at least on Monday and Tuesday for myself as well. So hopefully we can keep it rolling uh, in the Wednesday schedule. Also joining us, you guys know him as a voice on the NFL Gambling Podcast, on the N- uh, NBA, Tennis, WNBA, and of course here on MLB. It's Scott Studio, right? Scott, what's going on, my man?
2: Man, nothing much. Just been keeping busy. A decent amount of tennis during the afternoon. Probably going to have another episode out tonight, so keep an eye out for that. But looking forward to going to the baseball card.
0: Yeah, uh, Wednesday's card, um, at least the time that we're recording. Um, the we pitchers only have about, are
2: undecided in a decent yeah,
0: amount of these. Yeah, six games. about, I think six games that we have undecided pitchers at least for one team so we'll try to do our best to handicap our games here uh for the wednesday schedule um and then of course we'll break down every game that does have betting lines um for the wednesday game so wednesday hey we always have the uh day baseball to kind of get us through the afternoon and the working hour so um we'll dive right into it here and appreciate everybody joining us in the chat the usual suspects uh captain Sano, ryan tv dbj randy Appreciate you guys uh, joining And We also got Josh asking where Mal is. Mal is uh, somewhere in the eastern, northeastern part of uh, Newcastle upon Tyne, whatever he calls it. Uh, he actually had a job uh, to do today, but uh, he'll be back tomorrow um, on the MLB pod. So, so I'll do my best to try to uh, imitate uh, Mal, but that's, uh, that's uh, pretty big shoes to fill. Um, Guys, yeah, we have early games tomorrow. Like I mentioned, let's just dive right into the schedule with the first game on the board for Wednesday. That is going to be a 1235 uh, Eastern start. We're heading to Cincinnati. We got the Miami Marlins and the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, Johnny Cueto takes the mound here for the Miami Marlins. And Graham Ashcraft is on the mound here for the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, looking at the lines for this game, the Reds are a slight home favorite of minus 125, plus 105 on the money line for the Marlins. Total is set at 10. Run line, minus 1.5, plus 140 for the Cincinnati Reds, and plus 1.5, minus 166 for the Miami Marlins. Johnny Cueto has uh, struggled uh, this season for the Miami Marlins. I think that's putting it uh, fairly nicely for him. Uh, uh, so far in the season, 0-3 with a 5.32 ERA. He's made four starts for the Miami Marlins, and the Marlins have lost all four of those starts. He did also have an appearance against the Baltimore Orioles, which was probably his best outing of the season, maybe a second best outing of the season, uh, where he threw three innings, only allowed one hit. They had a nice, uh, nice start against the Colorado Rockies. Uh, six innings, only allowed one earned run. But back-to-back starts, he's allowed at least four earned runs to the opposition which was the Detroit Tigers and the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, looking at Graham Ashcraft, I know he was a little uh, shaky once he did return for the uh, Cincinnati Reds, but he's been pretty solid over his last couple starts here for the Reds. Uh, looking at his numbers, at least over the last five games, he possesses a record of, let's see here, 2-1 uh, and one with a 2.30 ERA. 31 and one-third innings pitched over the last five games. He's only allowed eight earned runs that span. Uh, 20 strikeouts to uh, 10 walks as well uh, in that span. His last star was against the Nationals where they did take an L. Uh, he did go eight innings in that game for the uh, Cincinnati Reds where he allowed three earned runs um, and unfortunately didn't get much run support as the Nationals didn't with that game six to three. Over his last five games, the Reds have been um, uh, alternating between wins and losses. I think this is a good spot here for the uh, Cincinnati Reds with Ashcraft on the mound. I don't just don't believe in Johnny Cueto uh, here again. He, like I mentioned, he's been struggling mightily uh, thus far this season. I think the bats of the Reds can definitely get to him. I know we talked a lot about on the pod that the Reds' rotation has been absolutely abysmal since the All Star break. And you now Scott, you and I talked a lot about that. They didn't they didn't do anything to address that as they were uh, still in the division race in the NL Central? But I like the form that Ashcraft is in. I think we're getting a cheaper price here on the minus one twenty five. I wouldn't shy away from taking the Reds team total in the first five innings or full game here, Scott.
2: Yeah, for me, I'm with you. I like the Reds in this spot. This line feels a bit short. Uh, Looking at the first game of the series, I felt like it was pretty telling to me because you have have two separate teams that were in the playoff picture and then fell apart. And I was kind of curious how they would respond in... Basically, I don't want to say in a must-win game, but they're both competing for basically wild-card spots at this point. So that's why I was trying to see how both teams would respond, and Miami no-showed the game. They scored two runs. They didn't do anything. And I do think even though Cincinnati isn't the greatest of teams at the moment, they have more offensive firepower. And you're looking at Miami. I know that Chisholm's back in the lineup tonight on Tuesday, but he gets hurt all the time, so you never know if he's actually going to be there or not. They traded for Berger, but they also got rid of Cooper. I don't know why they got rid of Cooper. I actually like him as a player. But anyway, point is Miami, I'm still not sold on from a lineup perspective. And Ashcraft, I think, is the better pitcher at this stage in their careers. So a better pitcher and a better starting pitcher, that's good enough for me. I'll take the Reds at a short price.
1: Yeah, I'll make it a theme ride right here. I like the Reds also. Uh, I'm going to lean to the under also. Uh, Cincinnati's under in, in five straight. I know they can get it going at, at any given time, but lately offensively they've just been struggling. Miami's also under in four of their last five. Uh, you mentioned Ashcraft. I mean, two earned runs are less than six of his last seven starts. Um, one earned run combined in 12 and two thirds against San Diego and the Dodgers. I thought that was a good run by him against two elite offenses. And we know Miami is far from an elite offense. So I think Ashcraft can have another solid outing. Uh, I think he can shut down Miami. I can see like a four, one, three, zero type of game here. So I'll lean with the under. I love the, uh, love the reds on the money line. I forgot
2: all to right. mention before, yeah. by the way, Quato's appeared in five games this season for my, for Miami and uh, Miami's all one five. in Those appearances. Yeah.
0: Uh, all right, guys, before we get over to the next game of the afternoon, let me tell everyone about the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. Sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL Win Totals contest with a $1,000 first place prize. Besides season long contests, they also have weekly contests just for patrons, plus a monthly SGP Stories podcast completely ad free and full of behind the scenes stories from SGPN. There's even a Discord channel just for patrons. Only you can prevent corporate gambling. Do your part and sign up today. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon. Again, that's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon to get all of the details. All right, guys. Next game on the board for the afternoon. We are headed to Milwaukee. A 210 Eastern start. The Colorado Rockies and the Milwaukee Brewers are going to battle out here. Uh, I see Chris Flexen is going to get the start here for the Rockies, and Adrian Hauser is going to get the start here for the Milwaukee Brewers. Looking at the lines for this game, I'm seeing the Brewers are a heavy north of a $2 favorite, minus 230 on the money line, plus 190 on the money line for the Colorado Rockies. Total set at 9.5 with juice towards the under. Uh, Run line minus 1.5, minus 115 for the Brewers, and plus 1.5, minus 105. Uh, for the Colorado Rockies here, um, Lante, take us away.
1: Yeah, so I, I like two things here. I like the Colorado team total to go under, and I like Milwaukee on the run line. Uh, Colorado has two runs or fewer in four of the last five. Offensively, they've just been as bad as it gets. I know we talked about. I t- actually took them uh, tonight to win, but it's more so a fade of um, of Milwaukee's pitcher um, of, of Miley. Uh, I think Colorado can get to them, but. I mean, again, you know, hauser he's been solid at home one earned run or less than three of his last four starts. So that goes towards the team total being under here. Um, Flexen, he's allowed a home run in six of his last seven and multi home runs and, you know, in three of those. So, I mean, Milwaukee is not an explosive offense at all. But if he can't get it going or put in the right spot, then they can take advantage of that with Yelich and a few of those guys. So I can't look anywhere. But. Um, the Milwaukee run line, but I do like the Colorado team total uh, to go under, um, whether that's first five or full game. I, I like that play a lot.
0: Yeah. Like you mentioned the uh, long ball, the home run ball has been a problem for uh, Chris Flexen uh, this season. Um, his last start, he gave up 10 hits in just five innings pitched to the St. Louis Cardinals. Cardinals weren't able to take a uh, really advantage of all the hits that they got within those first five innings. They were only able to muster up three earned runs in those spots. But also, you take a look at um, Chris Flexen uh, for the regular season here. And I think it's been six starts, I believe, or five starts. But um, the over is, I think, five, yeah, five, oh, and one in those starts where C- Chris Flexen has started for the Rockies. Um, and then the Mariners, I'm sorry. Uh, and he's one and five straight up in this, uh six starts of this season. So i'm with you here Lante. i do like the brewers here i think i like their team total to go over in this spot here as well um when chris flexen is starting the opposing team is averaging 7.83 runs per game uh prior to their last game against the cardinals the uh opposing team against chris flexen has scored 11 7 7 14 and uh let's see here four which was the angels all the way back on april but um like I said he's been struggling ever since he did return for the um Colorado Rockies here. So Brewers for me Brewers team total over. Uh what do you got Scott?
2: I'm with you guys. I just think Colorado is going to get killed. I said on yesterday's podcast I think Milwaukee's going to sweep them pretty comfortably. Yeah. Uh, it's a series they need simply yeah. put after they ended up uh, splitting pretty disappointingly to the Pirates uh, over the weekend. We've, we know the Cubs are starting to breathe down their neck, and they gained a game yesterday because the Cubs ended up losing to the Mets, so they need to do whatever they can to take care of business. Milwaukee's been a pretty solid home team this season, as they are 32-26. and 26. Colorado, what do you know? They're and on the road, it's shocking, right? I mean, they're never bad on the road, right? But, yeah, I do think when you're looking at this matchup here, Flexen has been a, a lost cause. That's why he's pitching for Colorado. You're looking at Hauser. He's been fine this year for the most part. So, Hauser has done a good job in general in his career of limiting the long ball because he tends to pitch towards ground ball contact. He's a ground ball pitcher and the Rockies can't score. So if you're going to limit if you're going to limit the long ball for the most part and once again Flexon's been really bad. Milwaukee won the first game of the series 12-1, which just summed up Milwaukee basically saying, "All right, we know what we got to do here. Like we messed around against Pittsburgh, we got to yeah. bury this team." I said they're going to sweep. I think they cover the run line in every game. So give me the Brewers run line in this game too.
0: Yep. Uh, Alright guys, next game on the board. It's a 337 Eastern start. It's uh, Texas Rangers. Uh, they are in Oakland to take on the A's. I do see Jordan Montgomery is going to get the start here for the Texas Rangers. Uh, no listed pitcher. This is one of the six games that does not have a uh, pitcher listed uh, for the Wednesday schedule, but uh, maybe I'm not sure it makes a difference here. Um, Jordan Montgomery obviously was traded uh, from the Cardinals here to the Rangers. I believe he has one start under his belt with the Rangers, but Uh, Scott, anything to add here without a listed pitcher for the uh, A's or does it even matter?
2: Well, I'm trying to figure out the actual – sorry, hang on a second. Uh, I was trying to think of who would be the potential starter for Oakland in this game, and I got no idea because they're all bad. So I I, I, I have no idea. (laughs) Um, I think I'm just going to go with the Rangers. Uh, They got off to a bad start yesterday, and then what do you know? They covered it and came back and won on the run line again. I said in yesterday's podcast, the Rangers are 6-2. All six wins are on the run line against Oakland. So when they win the cover, I don't see it changing. Uh, Oakland, once again, not a very good team. The Rangers offensively were good, but they got Seager back, and now they're back to being great. So that's definitely a nice boost to have into that lineup. I'm going with the Rangers. I think Montgomery's fine. He's not going to give you an amazing start, but against Oakland, well, like five innings, two runs, six innings, that's probably good enough. I think Texas can tee off. Give me the Rangers.
0: Yeah, um, trying. I just had it in front of me. I don't know what happened here, but uh, he had a pretty solid starting uh, start in his first game with the Texas Rangers uh, against the Miami Marlins. I don't know how much we can take away from that. I think the Marlins really do struggle with left-handed pitching, but um, six innings. I mean, Oakland
2: struggles against everybody, so I guess you can yeah. make the same conclusion.
0: Yeah, he's gone uh, six innings in four straight starts, dating back to his uh, days with the St. Louis Cardinals, but last start against the Marlins, uh, six innings, six hits, uh, allowed only two earned runs six to two victory for the Texas Ranger in that start. So um, I mean, with this offense, like, you know, Scott mentioned with getting with them, getting Corey, Corey Seager back, it only, you know, takes them from being good to great. And then again, we seen it multiple times this season that despite this Rangers team being down uh, with how great their offense has been this season, they can always come back, tie the game or even, you know, cover the run line like they did yesterday. So I agree with Scott 100%. I don't think for me, it matters uh, who starts with the ACE here. Uh, Lance, anything to add? Yeah, not really. It just uh, yeah, I don't think it matters either. Uh, I much rather have the Texas team total to go over. I think that'll be a
1: bigger play of mine. Uh, you mentioned it, Scott. I mean, Seager back in the lineup. I think they'll be able to mash whoever Oakland pitches out. I don't think it matters. So,
0: so the next two games again are um two teams that don't have listed pitchers. So for the Twins and the Tigers game tomorrow, six forty Eastern start. Bailey Ober does get the start here for the uh, Minnesota Twins. And undecided right now for the Detroit Tigers. Um, anything to add here? I, I really didn't see anything. I mean, I, we can handicap Bailey Ober here. I think that a lot I'm of I'm just
2: looking at Twins run line. To be honest, I like how Minnesota's played, scoring a yeah. bunch of runs. Detroit yeah, can't two. really hit. That's kind of yeah. good enough for me. What they mm-hmm. win yesterday? Nine nothing. Scored like seven runs in the first inning. Yeah, yesterday.
0: it was like like they had like seven or eight, and they're like within the. I first can't believe Wentz is still in a
2: rotation. <laughs> can't play quarterback, can't pitch. You know, it's not a great combo there. But I, the point is Minnesota's been playing good baseball and yeah, with Cleveland yeah, yeah. basically waving the flag in the division because Naylor's on the I. L. Jose got a three game reward punishment for uh knocking somebody out. They of course Bieber got sent on the IL. Cleveland fell apart. I mean, is it is he what it back? is. They had injuries. Oh, no. What I Bieber. Doubt it.
1: is Bieber he's coming back? No.
2: He was, he was put on the sixty, so I assume he's oh, done. Yeah. But the point is, Cleveland is basically wraps at this point. So Minnesota, instead of playing with their food, decided, you know what? They're going to hand us a division. Let's take it. So I like how they've played. Detroit is a team that isn't very talented, but they play hard, I guess, which is code word for they win occasionally. But I don't think this is a spot for them. I'm going to go with the Twins' run line. Ober has not been great lately, but I still like him as an overall pitcher. I'll go with the Twins.
0: Yeah, Bailey Ober uh, did have one start earlier this season against the Tigers, uh, which was back on, let's see here, uh, June 25th. Six innings, he allowed three earned runs uh, to the Detroit Tigers. The Twins did get the victory there, 6-3. They did cover the run line, and this was a a road start for uh, Bailey Ober. So uh, hopefully he's able to bounce back here. But like Scott mentioned, uh, he has been in – um, bad form, or at least over his last five games. But on the road, four and two with a three point four eight ERA. So, um, and the Twins have won three of his last four starts as well. So, uh, if he's able to keep the ball in the ballpark again, home runs he's given up in the last four games, six total. Uh, he gave up two to the Royals and two to the uh, White Sox in that span. But again, like if he's able to keep the ball in the ballpark, um, I think they have a good shot of covering the run line, despite who the pitcher might be for the Tigers. Uh, Lots, anything, Ned.
1: No, not really. I agree, one hundred percent. I would look probably look at Minnesota. I mean, the uh, the not the run line, the team total. I would look at that to go over. Also, it's kind of yeah. boring, but
0: I mean, the way the way they're hitting the ball, yeah, I can't be mad with it. Uh, Cardinals and the Rays is the next game on the board. Six forty Eastern start as well. I do see Dakota Hudson is getting the start for the Cardinals, but undecided here for the Rays. Um, some news for the Rays: that Shane McClanahan is pretty much done for the entire season. Um, mm, mm, I don't want to curse him, but it may look like he might be headed for some significant offseason What exactly did he injure
2: again? Yeah, what they
0: said elbow slash forearm, so I don't want to say it's Tommy, Tommy John, John. I was right going to say it I mean? sounds like Tommy. Yeah, that's yes, what it sounds like. Uh, so, I mean, I don't want to you know, put a bad juju out there because he was having a phenomenal season for the Rays, but – uh obviously if they do make the playoffs, maybe he can come back, but it seems uh, less likely than not that he's gonna be back. But anyways, um Dakota Hudson is gonna start here again. No lines, no pitcher for the Rays. Um, Mont, anything to add?
1: Scott, we got a chance, man. The Yankees, we got we got a chance to catch the Rays, man. We, what you think?
2: A chance of what? We got a chance to catch the, the rays. Season? <laughs> how many games did, are we back? Did they add another 200 games? How, how many games? <laughs> how, many games, games how many
1: games are we back from the wild card?
2: From the yeah, wild I'll card, like four yeah. and a half now, I think.
1: We can, we can get it's it, It's either man. four
2: and a half or five and a half because Toronto and Seattle keep winning. Yeah. And okay, C- but, Seattle's uh, not even in the wild card, but they're a team that's the bridge team between us. But at least we're yeah. not the Angels right now. We win occasionally. Yeah.
1: Right. Five and a half. Yeah. that's what right. Catching but, uh, Tampa.
2: Maybe next season. We started, zero, <laughs> we started zero and zero. Maybe next season.
1: <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I'm going to probably go with Tampa this whole series, similar to what we, what we all thought in that um, – in that Minnesota series, I think it's just a mismatch of, uh, of teams. I mean, I seen glass. I think Glass now was supposed to go here, and if he goes, it's definitely a, a run line bet for me. I mean, Tampa's really good at home. I think they're thirty six and eighteen. The last I checked, I, I don't have to update the updated numbers, but yeah, I'll, I'll probably just be on the run line um, with them, especially if it's Glass now.
0: Captain Sano, I'm not even going to acknowledge your stupid question because Mal asked me that the day before you guys started recording, so I'm not even going to acknowledge your question. <laughs> and, yes, I would win in the uh, foot race against Stan just to answer your question. Uh, all right, guys, uh, before we get over to the next game of the uh, schedule for Wednesday, let me tell everyone about the newest sponsor on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. That is Parlay Play. Parlay Play is a great way to get down on your favorite uh, parlayed player props. Football season is right around the corner. And Parlay Play will have all of your favorite props. Parlay Play is available in a ton of states, including California and Texas. Plus, our good friends up north, Parlay Play is available in a bunch of provinces in Canada. And when you sign up with our code, you'll get a sweet bonus to get started. Head over to parlayplay.io and use promo code SGP for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Again, that's parlayplay.io, promo code SGP. All right, boys. Next game on the board, we have. Let's go to the schedule. Uh, oh, let me just go back to the odd screen here. Uh, another five forty Eastern start. Sorry, six forty Eastern start. We have the Washington Nationals in the Philadelphia Phillies. I see Mackenzie Gore is going to get the start here for the Washington Nationals. Michael Lorenzen on the mound for the Phillies. Uh, Phillies are a minus one eighty five road. Sorry, home favorite. Plus 154 on the money line for the Washington Nationals. Total is set at 9 with the big towards the over at minus 118. Run line minus 1.5 plus 105 for the Phillies and plus 1.5 minus 125 uh, for the Washington Nationals. Scott, what do we got for this game?
2: Uh, so for this one, it's a little bit tricky because I got to see how both teams use their bullpens in this doubleheader. the second place on Tuesday. Yeah. But looking at the actual pitching matchup, I mean... The Phillies are worthy of being big favorites, I'll tell you that much. I mean, Lorenzen was a nice acquisition for them. Gore's been okay for the most part, but once again, I'm being pretty generous because of how bad the Nationals rotation is. But he's been okay. I mean, I'm assuming in this start, he'll probably go five innings, giving up like three runs, and they'll call it a day. I think I'm just going to take Philly run line. We know Philly's been a streaky team all year long. The Bats have finally woken up again. And I do think Gore gives up a lot of home runs, might be in trouble here. Lorenzen's been solid this year. He was one of the main trade deadline acquisitions that Philly made. And I think that he's in line to pitch relatively well. I do think I'm going to lean to the over in this game. I I think you're going to see runs. Washington's offense has been solid lately. We saw them score three runs, for example, against Wheeler in the first two innings uh, in game one on Tuesday. I see runs here, but I do think Philly scores most of them. I see Philly winning this game like 7-4. Something like that. So I'll go with the over, but I'll lean to Philly.
0: Well, speaking of Philly runs, another three run bomb from Kyle Schwarber gets their lead to six to three now got, over the I, I got the over. Let's go. Let's yeah. go. Um, yeah, I agree with you, man. Phillies are in good form here right now, especially their bats, uh, you know, have been doing pretty well as well. Um, and Mackenzie Gore has struggled in his two starts against the Phillies this season. Um, he's 0 1 with a 10 point three eight ERA. He's allowed 15 hits and eight and two thirds innings pitched. Ten earned runs in that span. Two home runs he's allowed in that span as well. Um, and he's struggled on the road, despite having a winning record. He does have a 4.66 ERA, and he's really just struggled within the division as well. He has a two and four record with a 5.49 ERA. So, um, I like the and I in the first start for Michael Lorenzen uh, as a pitcher for the. I'm uh, sorry, for the Phillies. He was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I think that was against the Miami Marlins where he did go eight innings and only allowed two earned runs. But he's been solid over his last five, uh, four starts for um, not only Detroit but also Philly, three and one with a 1.65 ERA. So uh, I'll take the Phillies run line here, man. I think that's some nice uh, plus odds there at, right there at plus 105. But definitely shop around. You could get the best number on the Phillies run line. Lante, what do we got for this game?
1: Yeah, so I like uh, Philly as well. Um, I mean, Gore, like you mentioned, Scott, he's been like inconsistent, I guess, to say the least. I mean, either he's on and you know he only gives up one or two runs, or he's off and he gives up you know five to seven runs. So it's really no in between. There's no real way to like judge it or to um, get a, a good hold on it. And I thought Lorenzo it's probably
2: going to be B based on Munaf's mention of the numbers against Philly. He has not done <laughs> well against the Phillies yeah. at
1: all. and uh, I think that it's. I mean, still, I know it's a lot of juice, but. Once the once the Phillies like, I guess if they go on to win this game what like ten to three or eleven to three and they win the second game what five to two or, some, or something like that then this is probably going to be north of two of two dollars so if you like it I would go ahead and, and lay the the short price here because it's going to go up after the after they win after the Phillies win assuming they hold on here and then win game two so I like the Phillies a lot uh, I'll be revisiting this later on.
0: Yeah, again, uh, like Scott mentioned, we uh, definitely want to check out what the bullpen usage uh, is going to be for both of these teams because they are playing a doubleheader on Tuesday. Uh, All right, guys, next game on the board, it's going to be a 7.05 Eastern start between the Houston Astros and the Baltimore Orioles. Christian Javier gets a start here for the Houston Astros, and Jack Flaherty gets a second start for the Baltimore Orioles. Look at the lines for this game. I uh, currently see the Astros or sorry, the Orioles Sorry, minus one twenty five home favorite plus one oh five on the money line for the Houston Astros. Total is set at nine. I uh, was a little bit of victory towards the under at minus one twelve. Run line is uh, minus one and a half, plus one seventy for the Astros and plus one and a half, minus two oh five for the Orioles. Uh, Christian Javier has been struggling a little bit for the Astros, despite having a 7-2 and record, 4.39 ERA this season, his last five starts, he's 0-1 with a 6.66 ERA. He's allowed 19 earned runs and 25 and two-thirds innings pitched. This last start was against the New York Yankees, where he did allow three earned runs and uh, just four and two-thirds innings pitched. He's only made it uh, to the sixth inning in one start over his last five games. And the Astros have lost uh, three straight starts made by Christian Javier. But Christian Javier does has pretty solid numbers against the Orioles in his career. I know he was a guy that was in that hybrid role uh, for the Astros before they did uh, put him into that pitching rotation, actually this season. But he did have one start last season against the Baltimore Orioles where he did go six innings, allowed uh, one hit and no earned runs in that span Uh, in his career twelve and two thirds innings pitched against the Orioles he's only allowed five hits in that span uh Jack Flaherty in his last start was um against the Blue Jays in his first start for the Orioles another solid starting for him against the uh Blue Jays in that game four six innings pitched four hits one earned run, two walks, and eight strikeouts and he's been really solid against the uh blue Jays uh this season uh this was really hard for me to handicap. Um,
2: this whole series is difficult to handicap.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the first five over in this game. Yeah. Um, I think the Astros can get to Jack Flaherty here for a couple runs. And like I mentioned, Christian Javier has been giving it up uh, at least early on in his starts in his last five games. So if, uh, for the total of nine, you're probably going to see a, a five with maybe a little bit of big on the over. Uh, For the first five innings, I just couldn't bring myself to a side here. If you put a gun to my head, I would lean uh, with the Orioles. But I think I I, I do see runs in this game between the Astros and the Orioles with these two guys, especially early on. Uh, Scott, what do you got?
2: I'm going to go with Baltimore. Javier couldn't even slow down the Yankees. Uh, I'm going to go with the Orioles in this one. I just think Flaherty is the better pitcher. Uh, We've been talking about Javier (laughs) for months, and it feels like he's been struggling for months and nothing's really changed. I mean, now he has a decent start here and there of like five innings, three runs, but he occasionally gets shelled, and I do think Baltimore has enough talent to make life difficult for him. They're deep in the lineup, and I do think that's going to be a problem. Houston offensively was fine against the Yankees, but to be honest, it was kind of a disappointing series for them because I thought they'd win the series and they ended up splitting, but I'm going to go with Baltimore at home. They've been really good at home. They've been very good in general, but it's most of the pitching angle. I like Houston as a team, but I really don't like Javier on the mound based in current form. It would not shock me if he was either left out of the rotation in the playoffs or left off the roster. So Jesus. I don't exactly trust Houston here. I'll go with Flaherty and the
0: Orioles. Um, for the Astros, if – so there's there's a, a, a catcher that they brought up in – on. I think his name is John or Diaz. Um, in place, or not really in place of Maldonado, but he's a great hitter. And anytime he is in the lineup, I don't have the numbers exactly in front of me, but it's a night and day difference with their win loss record when he's in the lineup for the Houston Astros Maldonado
1: is useless. So, yeah,
0: especially with this bat, right? So, I know Wait,
1: he, where does he hit. Does he have the back at
2: the, ret- the back of the line? I think or? it's usually like six or seven. They don't yeah, put him yeah the so they've
0: actually put him in like three and four. Um, he's,
2: he's won uh, me a couple of team totals by hitting home runs. He's a solid. Yeah, so, uh-huh.
0: They're tr- starting to put him in the top five uh, in that uh, batting lineup for the Astros. Obviously, it's always going to be Altuve, uh, Bregman, Tucker, Alvarez. And then I saw Diaz. I think today he's or – I'm sorry. On, yeah, the Tuesday game, Diaz is batting fifth. They've moved uh, Breu down to six. So And Maldonado still catching. They have Diaz at the DH. So – um, again,
2: is, is he a good fielding catcher by the way? Because Maldonado gives them absolutely nothing hitting wise. Like, is it even worth it at this point?
0: I think that the only times he's really out there is probably when Verlander gets a start. Um, I and I feel like then, he's always catching, yeah. I don't know so why I,
2: it feels like he always, yeah.
0: Is. And I think that's been the gripe for Houston Astros fans down here. It's like, let's just start Diaz because number one, 100% he has the better bat,
2: and they just uh, don't uh, Maldonado his is
0: pretty much useless. I mean, his fielding is fine, I mean, but. I mean, when you have M- an Maldonado, like,
2: might have better framing numbers and calling, yeah, games and he's more experienced with the pitching. Yeah, yeah, staff, he's probably more comfortable with yeah. the
1: guys on the on the pitching. People the pitch. weren't yeah, complaining that it.
2: much about. It. I mean, people didn't really like Maldonado, but they had Jason Castro, who was somehow even worse at hitting, than Maldonado was. So nobody complained yeah. about it. But now you have an actual hitting catcher, and they don't use him enough.
0: Yeah, uh, Lance, but, thoughts on this game?
1: Yeah so my philosophy with this game was just bet whoever was going to be the underdog. I think it's just that like a coin right. flip type series so I'll just bet whoever whoever the underdog is. But even the um, Yankees
2: scored runs against Javier. We don't score yeah, runs against anybody. Yeah, I mean but like he
1: he yeah, hasn't he hasn't, been <laughs> he hasn't
0: been sharp
2: He hasn't been sharp at all but
1: like if you look at like his totality of like his last nine starts on the road, he has only allowed three earned runs three times. So in six of the nine games, he's been like okay. And I get it; it's just okay. is he allowing he's, more
2: than three runs in six of the other nine, or do you mean nine six, maximum? In
1: six, so in in nine games, he only allowed over three runs three times. So that's I think he was like oh, yeah. four. I think it was like four, six, and eight, and then okay. but so he's been fine eight, for the, the eight, most part. On the yeah, road, the eight so. and the six came from Atlanta, I think, and I want to say Boston. So I mean, not really, no shit a lot of shame in that and i mean he only allowed like under i think he's allowed under three three runs in probably half of those games so he's been okay i mean not terrible but i can kind of see where you're going with that um i mean i don't want to go against you know either either side right now both teams playing good baseball uh i do think both offenses could have success here so i'm gonna go with the over um, and lean to Houston on the run line. But like I said, I mean, on the money line. But like I said, whoever's going to be the underdog, we're probably just going to bet him. I mean, I don't – I'm not the biggest Flaherty guy. I mean, he's fine. Um, but, I mean, do you really trust him? It's just – I mean, you know, it's kind of pick your poison here.
0: 705 Eastern Star, we got the Atlanta Braves. They are in Pittsburgh to take on the Pirates. Max Freed gets to start here for the Atlanta Braves, and Quinn Priester gets to start here for the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. Look at the lines for this game. The Braves are a overwhelming favorite here from minus 278 on the money line, uh, plus 225 on the money line for the Pirates, minus 1.5, minus 175 for the Braves on the run line, and plus 1.5, plus 145 for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Total is set at 9 with a big towards the over at minus 122. Lante, what do we got for this game? <laughs>
1: Yeah, so uh, Freed, he was dominant in his return. I mean, three hits shutout, uh, six in his pitch. Uh, he got zero walks and, and 8K, so, I mean, his command is already in good form, being that he's coming back. I know sometimes when pitchers are off layoffs, they have a little bit of trouble finding that location right away, but uh, he was really good. And I think it's two bets that you that you absolutely have to make here. Got to bet the team total over for Atlanta with Priest on the mound. I mean, four four plus earned runs in three of his last four starts. Um He's actually been better on the road than at home. He had seven earned runs on the road combined, um, and twelve earned runs at home in those starts. So, I mean, that's my favorite play: the team total. Atlanta team total over. Uh, they should score six plus here. Priester does have a problem with kind of walking and giving yeah. up the long ball. He's got five home runs allowed in his four starts. At three plus walks in his last three starts. So, I mean, Atlanta. We all know the offense is is really patient. They're going to mash the ball. So, the team total over. And I would look to play an alt uh I would probably like lay three runs. See if you can lay three runs, because I think Atlanta absolutely blasts Priester tomorrow.
0: Yeah, I mean look, Priester, like you mentioned, the walks are the biggest concern for him. He's allowed at least three walks and three straight starts uh for the Pittsburgh Pirates. And um if again, if the Braves are patient at the plate and they make Priester throw strikes, this could be get very ugly within those first couple innings uh for the uh Pittsburgh Pirates. And Last week, I did take the Milwaukee Brewers uh, team total over three, or sorry, two and a half, within the first five innings for all the reasons that you just mentioned. Because he's allowed at least three earned runs in every single start that he's made for the Pirates. That number is definitely going to be at three and a half for the Pirate, uh, sorry, for the Braves tomorrow. I would still look at the overall. I wouldn't be surprised if they have at least five to six runs by the end of the fifth inning uh, against uh, Quinn Priester. And like you guys mentioned, uh, or like Lante mentioned, um, he had a great start. Did Max Fried his return? I believe it was against the Cubs, if I'm not mistaken. So um
2: That was a very good offense.
0: Yeah, the Cubs were coming
2: off that good series.
0: Yeah, yeah that
1: was really good. That was, yeah. He looked really good, man. And
0: they've been doing real well against left-handed pitching as well, so that just tells you where kind of Max Fried is since he returned uh for the Atlanta Braves. Maybe he'll uh, make up for Strider being bad. Yeah. Uh Scott, what do you got?
2: Yeah, I'm on the same page. It's a lot of chalk on this card, but once again, when you're getting into this portion of the season – you can tell which teams are trying and which teams are not and where the talent differential lies. Pittsburgh's been playing hard. They've actually done decently over the last week, but Freed has been really good, or at least he was in his last start against a good offense that we just talked about. But yeah, you can make a serious argument based on the last month that Priesters a bottom five starting pitcher in the league. He's yeah. really bad. I'm not saying he's going to be bad for the rest of his career, but as of right now, he's clearly not a major league pitcher. I think it's a pretty safe way to describe his current form. Atlanta might score five runs in the first inning. We've seen it before. Wouldn't shock me. But I like Atlanta. I like them to win by at least three runs in this game. I maybe wouldn't mind Atlanta first five minus one and a half. Like, they might be up five to one or something at the end of five. We'll see what happens. I like the team total over, obviously. But the way that I see it, Pittsburgh got their game in the opener. I think Atlanta brings it in the Tuesday game. Then again, Torino's isn't great either. So maybe they'll lose the game on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. We'll see. But I do think Atlanta is going to win this game because they have a much better pitcher. So I want to take the one and a half. But when you're looking at the lines here, it's minus 175. Like, I, I can't do that. So I'll go with the two and a half, and I'll go with the team total over. I don't mind the first five over. I don't mind the whatever. But Atlanta's probably going to score seven runs here. So you can bet that accordingly. 7:10
0: Eastern Star, the Chicago Cubs. They are at... Uh... The Mets at uh, City Field. Kyle Hendricks is getting the start here for the Chicago Cubbies. And David Peterson is on the mound for the New York Mets. Looking at the lines for this game, I'm seeing the Cubs are a minus 120 road favorite here. Excuse me, even money on the uh, Mets. Total set at nine with juice towards the over at minus 118. Run line minus one and a half plus 145 for the Cubbies and plus one and a half minus 175 uh, for the uh, sorry, excuse me, for the uh, Mets here. Uh, Scott, what do we got?
2: We're going over. I mean, I mean, I don't know what else you want me to say. Hendricks has been really bad ever since he came back from the IL. And uh, yeah, it's because he doesn't have any velocity on his pitches and he throws a lot of strikes. So that's not a good combo when you're giving up a lot of contact. Peterson occasionally has a good start once every blue moon, give or take. But yeah, for the most part, Peterson's not great either. So I see runs here. I do think you're going to end up seeing either team contribute. We saw Alonzo tee off against Smiley yesterday. The Mets scored 11 runs. Peterson has been pretty decent at home, 2.67 ERA, but he has not gone much length lately, so mm. he might be kind of an opener. In fact, to go through his actual starts, he's gone to less than three and a third in each of his last seven appearances. So I'm not sure if he's going to open. I'm not sure if there's going to be an opener for him, but – I'm on the over. I think the Mets can actually score in this game because Hendricks has not been good, and I could see home runs in this. So I'm on the over. I see a lot of runs.
0: Yeah, like you mentioned, Hendricks on the season, four and six, 3.98 RA, But I thought his ERA uh, was
2: higher. I mean, it feels yeah. like he gives up a ton of contact all the time.
0: Yeah, and it's been bad over the last five games, right? That's where it balloons up to 5.79, where yeah, he has a one and three record. Um, Did face the Mets earlier this season. Did uh, Kyle Hendricks in four and a third inning, allowed three earned runs, five runs overall. Did have two walks in that game, Uh, six hits he allowed to the New York Mets. Um, And his last start, which was against the Braves, like we mentioned, they scored seven earned runs in just four innings. So I know the Mets are pretty much in fade territory, but I think this, like I mentioned, this is going to be a team that you probably just want to bet the over on in every single game because, Number one, they're out of the race. Number two, they traded away their two top pitchers in Verlander and uh, Scherzer. And now you have guys like David Peterson uh, getting the starts here. So anytime I am going to bet the Mets, it's going to be Kodai Senga when he's on the mound. Uh, Lante, thoughts on the game here?
1: Yeah, so I'm just – I'm not going to even overreact to what we saw last night. I mean, I don't think – the. The Mets are capable of doing that on a consistent basis, or anything close. So it tells you I'm about
2: gonna, is. I can't believe he's still in a rotation right. for a team competing for a division spot.
1: <laughs> right. If they if they want to keep competing, they might want to you know push him yeah. back a few starts. But uh, yeah, I mean, I just don't I just don't trust the Mets at all. I'm going to go with the Cubs on the on the run line. I mean on the uh, on the money line. I think if that if that game would have been more competitive, they probably wouldn't be you know as short of a favorite um, as they are now. So I'm going to lay it with the Cubs. I, I like the team total to go over also.
0: Next game on the board is the Kansas city Royals and the Boston Red Sox. No pitcher listed for the Red Sox, but I do see Jordan Lyles is getting the start here for the uh, Kansas city Royals. Um, Your fee. Your for sure. Uh, so let me throw the numbers out there overall for Jordan Lyles and it starts the Yurphy. So the Yurphy is 17 and 4 in his 21 starts this season. The Royals are 3 and 18 in his starts overall and on the road, 2 and 9 straight up when Jordan Lyle gets to start, 7 and 4 to the over, and 8 and 3 is a Yurphy in his road starts. The opposition are scoring 6.27 runs um, when Jordan Lyles is on the mound in road games. Don't like I mentioned. Don't see a pitcher here for the Red Sox, but um, I saw Paxton I,
1: listed earlier.
0: Yeah, I saw Paxton earlier as well. But I think I don't know. They moved him, or maybe, maybe yeah. just turned into a bullpen day. But yeah. I think we just see runs in this game, guys. I mean, Jordan Lows, and I think I don't really believe in this pitching rotation for the Boston Red Sox. Um, Royals have been swinging a, a good bat. I know they only scored two runs in the uh, Monday night game against the Red Sox. Um, But I think this might be a game where we do see runs being put up, uh, especially Lyle's on the mound, especially on the road. So uh, I'm going to go with the over in this game. when this number does come out. But uh, Blanche, any thoughts?
1: No, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I probably look at the Boston team total and full game over Uh, probably lean to Boston on the run line. Also, depending on who they throw
0: or um, what the line is, Uh, Scott, thoughts on this game.
2: I'm an only lean over, but I also think the Red Sox bury him this entire series. I thought that going in. We saw with uh, with Oakland a couple months ago, they won seven straight, and then they immediately lost about nine straight, and everything was back to normal. Kansas City was on a winning streak. Now they've lost three straight. So I think they're just back to getting killed all the time. It was fun while it lasted, but it was a fluke winning streak that happens when you play 162 games in a season. Uh, The Royals are one of the worst teams in the league. Nothing's really changed there. Boston's been really bad lately, but I'm hoping the walk-off grand slam yesterday maybe woke up the bats a little bit. I'll Mm -hmm. go with the Red Sox run line, but I do like the over in this game, but it's mostly fading Kansas City. I'm not going to get swayed by one of the worst teams in the league having a good week and suddenly thinking they're decent at baseball. They're not. They're a bad baseball team. I'll take the Red Sox at home
0: uh seven ten eastern star the toronto blue jays they are in cleveland to take on the guardians kevin gossman gets to start here for the blue jays and logan allen is on the mound for the cleveland guardians the blue jays are a minus 148 road favorite plus 124 on the money line for the cleveland guardians total is set at eight with vig towards the under at minus 115 run line minus one and a half plus 114 for the blue jays and plus one and a half minus 135 here for the guardians lante what do we got for this game
1: yeah, so I like Toronto here. I mean, they're on fire right now, uh, at the right time. They won four straight, uh, outscoring opponents twenty eight to nine. Cleveland, I know Scott, me and Scott were talking about it last night. They're without two of the best bats in the lineup, uh, that's a big concern.
2: Well, not officially. Ramirez is still appealing. I haven't heard any result there. He's gonna he's going to be suspended, but I'm not sure if he's actually active tonight or not.
1: Oh, okay. Well it, I saw I mean, Tim
2: Anderson, for example, play against the Yankees yesterday because he's appealing. He got injured yeah. anyway. Oh, so they the
1: could, oh point. I didn't know he could still play if you're appealing. Oh yeah, if you're appealing, you can, can play while you play. appeal, but it's usually yeah.
2: one day. You get an okay. extra game and whatever.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I mean, even with them, they're, they're still not a good offense. And Gosman's been yeah. been pretty good. Uh two earned runs a less than four of his last six. He was roughed up in his last road start, um, gave up four home runs. But again, I don't think he has to worry about that with Cleveland's offense. Um I, I like Toronto here, I man. I, I think Toronto's making a surge. Um it's kind of hard to, I know, to believe in them full. F- full force because they do uh, get on these little runs and then they'll get no hit by Oakland like they did a few months back but Allen you know he's just been okay I mean but the way Toronto's hitting the ball uh, I'm not sure he'll be able to to perform up to that standard as he has been um, he hasn't faced a tough uh, slate of offenses either Kansas City twice White Sox twice Pittsburgh and Oakland I mean those are bottom tier offenses um, by any metric you look at so I think Toronto can bury him here I like him on the run line at the plus price
0: Yeah, I'm here with the Blue Jays as well. I mean, you you mentioned everything. They have their best pitcher on the mound, and Guardians, just with all the injuries that we talked about earlier, especially if Ramirez is going to be missing this game, I mean, that's their best bat in the lineup by far. So uh, Blue Jays, the offense has looked like it's starting to turn around here um, over the last week or so. So um, I am going to ride the Blue Jays on the run line here as well. Scott, uh, thoughts on this game?
2: Yeah, for me, I'm going to go with the under. I'm not going to try to rock the boat here. I was on the under for the first uh, couple of games in the series and I don't see it changing here. By the time that Ramirez's appeals over, it should be before the start of this game, so Ramirez should not be playing in this game. Naylor's still injured. Even for Toronto, you haven't really noticed it, but Pichette's still injured, so he's not going to be in the lineup either. I'm just on the under. I-, I don't see enough quality options in the lineup for Cleveland to generate runs, and Toronto's been getting by, but Part of it had to do with how bad Boston's pitching staff is. That's a separate story, though. But they won the first game in the series 3-1. to one. I do think you're going to end up seeing a pretty ugly series. Logan Allen's been hit or miss this season. gaussman has yeah. been very good for the most part. Uh, but looking at Allen's numbers here recently, he's been kind of hit or miss. So I think you're looking at a spot where maybe Toronto contributes five runs I'm not sure Cleveland even gets the three in this game. I'd feel better about eight and a half if I could get it, but I think Gaussman pitches well. So I, I'm leaning to an under in this one.
0: All right, next game on the board. Uh, this is the last game that we have official lines on. That's going to be the LA Dodgers. They are in Arizona. Take on the Diamondbacks. Bobby Miller is getting the start here for the Dodgers, and Merrill Kelly is on the mound here for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Dodgers are a slide favorite here of minus 125 on the road, plus 105 on the money line for the home team, the Diamondbacks. Total is set at nine. Run line minus one and a half, plus 130 for the Dodgers, and plus one and a half, minus 155 for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Lante, what do we got?
1: Yeah, so I'm in FAMO with uh, Arizona as well. So I'm going to go with the Dodgers in a team total over. Um, I mean, Arizona's lost eight of the last 11. They have zero offense, two runs or fewer in four of the last five games. I'm not really a big Bobby Miller fan. Um, he's got a decent record, but he does allow a lot of contact. Now, Arizona hasn't been able to hit the ball, so I'm assuming that he can kind of get by here and maybe the Dodgers' bats can save him because they've scored eight-plus runs in five of the last six games. And Kelly, he's allowing a decent amount of contact as, as well uh, against pretty, I guess, below-average opponents. Uh, he hasn't faced you know, an opponent somewhat in the upper half of the uh, offensively um of the dodgers caliber in his last five or six starts so pretty simple for me man i know it's a lot of chalk on this on this episode but i mean uh, that's just where that's just where the good plays are i think the dodgers roll here they probably can get to that total by themselves i think they can score uh, double digits here so i'd t- like the dodgers on the run line and the team total to go over
2: yeah i think i'm just going to look at the dodgers over in this game I think Dodgers are going to win the series comfortably because Arizona's dead in the water. But you're looking at Kelly. He's been the better pitcher compared to Miller this season. But Kelly in his career has not been very good against the Dodgers. Uh, they faced him because he's been in that division for a while. But you're looking at – I'm doing the math in my head here. That's 210 career plate appearances uh, by the Dodgers active batters against Kelly, 303 batting average and a 376 on-base percentage and that includes a couple pitchers who are 0-for-1s. So the numbers are actually better when you take them out of the equation. The point is, Kelly's not been good against the Dodgers. They've been one of the hottest offenses in the league. You can argue them or the Cubs, kind of going back and forth on which offense has been better over the past week. But I just don't like the Dimebacks at all in this entire series. They tried to make a move at the deadline for Seawalt to help the ball pen too little too late. And Seawalt stunk up the joint in the first appearance he made. Arizona's just not very good. So I'll go with the Dodgers. They're playing very good baseball. I'll take the Dodgers run line as well. But I will go with the over. I think Kelly struggles, and I think the Dodgers probably get to six or seven in this game.
0: Fourteen career appearances for Merrill Kelly against the Dodgers. Anybody want to take a guess on what his record is against the Dodgers? Two and ten.
2: I'm trying to think of it. Yeah, how many decisions is he dealing with? Yeah, I, I'm I gonna just, just shave two
0: off. Two, ten, ten. Ten decisions.
2: I was going to say three and seven.
0: Owen ten with a 5.45 <laughs> ERA wow. in his career against the Dodgers. <laughs> wow. um, so I think that's how many of those are in, know, how many of those uh, are at no.
1: uh, how many of those are at Dodger Stadium?
2: Does it matter? No,
1: it doesn't. Um, I'm just, just curious.
0: Let's see here on the road. Let me filter that down. Uh, seven appearances in Dodger Stadium. He's 0 and four with a 6.23 ERA. So he's 0 and six and at, at home, home against the Dodgers. Yeah. Okay, cool. yeah,
2: that's yeah, what I was. That's what is. I was really
0: looking forward to. Yeah, 0 and six with a 4.74 ERA. He's taking yeah, so six straight right, losses. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, all right. So that is the last game on the board that has official lines. I uh, know we didn't go through the Angels with Otani on the mound. The White Sox with Mike Clevenger on the mound against the Yankees. And then Thunder. the Padres in the Seattle Mariners. So we kind of rapid fire through this if we have any thoughts here. Yankees and White Sox. I didn't have anything for this game. Mike Clevenger. Scott, anything for this game?
2: Yeah, I'm taking the White Sox.
0: <laughs> All right. I don't know uh, anything more time. to add.
2: Clevenger, Clevenger was actually decent Thunder. against the Yankees earlier this year, but... I mean, the Yankees can't hit to the save their lives. It is just sad to watch. So, y'all yeah, take Chicago. I need a few more underdogs on my card. So, Chicago will be one of them. I'm fading Otani. The Angels can't win any games. I'll fade them, too. And the last one you said was the Padres and the Padres Mariners. Padres right?
0: and Mariners with Darvish on the mound for the Padres.
2: Yeah. I, uh, I, I think I'm going to lean San Diego there. I, I don't feel okay. great about it. No chance I bet that game. Uh, but I think that San Diego is not bad enough to get swept by Seattle. I think they'll win a game. I'll give Darvish that one. But, yeah, I'll, I'll be on the White Sox, and I'll fade the Angels until they actually win a game.
0: Lante, uh, Yankees, the White Sox. Under. Don't, tr- don't trust either offense, so I'll go under That's there. Otani and the Angels? Um, I lean to oh, – Damn it. So the issue I have with Otani – they are. I just, it's because we don't know. I don't know how many innings he's going to go because his last start, he only ended up going, what, three or four innings before they yeah. pulled him because of like, like three and two thirds yeah. or something.
2: Doesn't Otani yeah. get hurt every start nowadays? It feels he's like his so... body's falling
0: apart. And then the next game, he just comes out and hits a home run casually. Right. Right,
2: but Shit. I'm going under. I'm going under there also.
1: Um, okay. Thirty Angels, thirty and twenty six to the under at home. San Francisco, twenty nine and twenty five to the under on the road. Uh, i recommend the, high-
2: the first five under because that Angels bullpen, I wouldn't want to go near. Yeah, yeah that's, they, that's, that's fair. So I'll, I'll
1: pivot, that's fair. I'll pivot there. I'll pivot there too. And uh, San Francisco's under in eight of their last ten. Halos under and seven of their last 10. Um, so I like the under there. And uh, what was the other game? Seattle, San Diego, Seattle
0: and San Diego with Darvish. Yeah. No pitcher listed for the Mariners. Yeah.
1: Uh, it was going to be Brandon. Woo. Um, yeah. I think
0: I just saw they got he placed got on the IL. Yeah, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm not sure. Uh, I would love to fave Darvish on the road. Seattle has been playing really, really well. I won eight of the last 10. Um, I'd lean that way, but I need to know who's pitching first. I don't know if there, it'll be a bullpen game or what, but um, I'll lean to Seattle though.
0: All right, boys, so that is the schedule. We have six games, like I mentioned, without starting pitchers. So, uh, again, good time to remind you guys to make sure to check out our picks on sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MLB picks. Or just go to the website, hit that MLB tab, hit MLB picks. You'll see our picks up there daily. Um, And one order of business left. That's going to be our lock and dog for the Wednesday schedule. Uh, Lante, you want to leave us off? Yeah, sure.
1: Uh, I'll go. My first, uh, they just posted this, so I'm, I'm glad for my lock. I'm going to Atlanta team total over five and a half. Um, I think it's like minus 120. If you shop around, I mean, it's not a lot of books that got it up right now. There's but, no
2: way that's closing at five and a half.
1: Yeah, there's no way. But I, it's I at 120. It's, there's no C- way. C- Caesars, uh, Caesars has five and a half. One, minus 125. I'm sorry. Okay. Minus 125. No, but uh, I still. Nah, I, th- no, I, th- I think that's a great bet. Um, we mentioned Prater. I mean, 12 earned runs at home uh, combined. I mean, he's just not good right now atlanta's going to be patient at the plate i think they're going to tee off on them they've had six plus in seven of the last ten games and that's against way better pitchers uh i can see them scoring 10 10 plus runs here um uh, with their offense especially being on that three game losing streak which they're probably going to end that tonight because they're going to tee off on keller also but um they'll take that momentum into this game so i like atlanta team total over five and a half for my lock uh, for the dog, we we're gonna go to back to that Philly game. Back to that Phillies game. We're gonna go with the run line. I think you can get like plus one, one hundred seven, one hundred eight. You shop around, you might can get plus one ten. I, uh, I thought Lorenzen. I thought Lorenzo See one hundred five. One like, hundred five. Yeah, that's fine. I'll, t- I'll take anything plus money. I think is a good bet. Lorenzen was pretty much. Uh, I thought he was the steal of of the deadline. I mean. In his Philly debut, two earned runs and eight innings. He retired 10 straight after allowing his uh his first run. I mean, he went, like, he's allowed two or less in six of his last eight starts. Before the uh, his last game as uh, as a Tiger, I mean, he went 18 and two-thirds without allowing a run. So he's been great. I think it's a great addition for the Phillies. Um, I think he comes out, he'll dominate Washington. Uh, I like Phillies on the run line as my dog. Scott, what do you got?
2: All right, so I'm going to double lock uh, with Atlanta. I'm going to go with the Braves team total over. Five and a half at 125 is a great deal, especially with how bad Priester's been. I think Atlanta, even when they lost yesterday, they still scored six runs. So I still think offensively they're going to do whatever they want. So I'll go with the over there for the team total. As for the dog, I liked a lot of favorites on the card, probably more than I should have. But uh, what do I want to go with the dog here? I don't have a line on it. I thought about the White Sox. Uh, just, you know, maybe yeah. – I thought about the Dodgers' run line. I'm not a fan of Miller, though, but Kelly's 0-10. Like, plus 130 is a hell of a line fading a pitcher that's 0-10 against a particular opponent. Um, You know what? Yeah, I think I'm just going to do that. I'm going to go with the... I'm going to trust my instincts. Give me the White Sox money line. Let's All do right. right. Clever. Uh, let's go.
0: For my lock, I am going to go with... Hmm... Give me the Brewers on the run line. Minus one and a half, minus one fifteen. I'm just gonna afraid fade Chris Flex and he's just been absolutely terrible uh this season. Um uh, Adrian Hauser has been respectable. I trust him more at the house uh, for the Brewers. Um again, we we saw what they did Monday night against this Rockies team. Um, and some of these batters are falling off like flies uh for the Colorado Rockies. So brewers you know they're trying to run away with that nl central division with the cubs breathing out their necks this is a good spot for them to fade one of the worst teams in the national league so i'll take the run line minus one and a half minus 115 for the brewers uh for my dog I, scott didn't want to take it but I'll, I'll trust the dodgers here against Merrill kelly i mean oh an oh and 10 record um in 14 appearances the opposition is nine and five on the run line since 2019 against the Dodgers and. Dodgers have, uh, sorry, the Diamondbacks have just fallen off a cliff here. Um, post all-star break the pitching, especially the bullpen, like, you know, we've mentioned has been doing absolutely terrible uh, for the Arizona Diamondbacks and Dodgers hitting has, you know, they're, they've, they've been informed since the uh, all-star break. So I'll trust her bats here. I'll take the plus plus one thirty on the run line for the Dodgers as my dog pick of the night. All right, boys, that is going to do it for this edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast. Lante, anything else you want to mention before we get out of here?
1: No, nah, man, we got under an hour, so uh, on a nice sad schedule,
2: so good analysis. I so like it. Scott, anything else? Not really. I'm putting in a WNBA parlor.
0: <laughs> All right, there we go. Uh, make sure to follow uh, us on Twitter at uh, MLBSGPN. Make sure to follow the Instagram account as well, MLB Gambling Podcast. And if you haven't already, smash that like button for us and subscribe to the MLB Gambling Podcast on our YouTube page. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow in some or form or fashion for the Thursday games. Till then, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride.